Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? Doing okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like catching my breath here in between two massive road trips. I was gone last week, and I'm leaving again tomorrow. Um, yeah, you didn't leave a lot of time in between. Um, no. No. It's like, did you even unpack? Like, I wouldn't have unpacked. I'm that kind of person. I'd be like, eh, if I didn't wear it, I'll just keep it in the bag. Well, I wore all of it. So, uh, unfortunately, yeah, we, you know, unpacked, did laundry, and then just packed it right back in. Um, right. Yeah, it was not, like, the I, the best to put these two trips so close together, but it was sort of the best, like, for the whole summer and, you know, with everything else that was going on. Um, so, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, it's... This this upcoming one, we're driving out to Seattle, uh, and so that's that one is that's a good that haul. Long haul. That's a yep. long haul for sure. So, well, you front loaded in the beginning of the summer, then you'll have a little bit of time, and then I know you have to take Quinn to school to college, yeah. so um, probably a good idea to get these two done in the beginning of uh, summer, right. as it were. Not that we right, yeah. Leave leave a little time on the back end to kind of chill out here and get ready before jumping the car again. But yeah, that that one will be a lot yeah. shorter than driving to Seattle. So you guys are the Griswolds, you know. Yeah, um, it's myself the vacation Griswolds of driving you know, across the country all the time. It's very we're, cute. We're definitely doing the Griswold thing on the way out there. <laughs> so. That's funny. So we have some data to talk about today. Um, this was uh, an, a study on automation, which is kind of a general term. And so I'm going to make you define it for me. But um, you collect data and we have it back. And I'm looking for your very crack analysis on this. So tell us about the study. Yeah, so uh, I think you're right. You know, automation is kind of this general term that's out there, uh, and I, it seems like people have talked about it more and more. But I think automation has been, you know, one of the primary goals of of any IT department for a long time now. And in my mind, it, it's very similar to AI. You know, we've been talking about AI for a long time now, and and as much as there's sort of a different flavor of AI these days, we've always had some notion of computers doing human tasks, right? And so all of that is kind of on a big continuum of possibility. And I think the same is true for automation. We've obviously been automating things for a long time, but suddenly it's getting talked about, you know, more and more. And I think that's because there's so much more capability and there's so much more potential, right? You know, so many companies are investing much more in their technology, not, not just from a financial standpoint, but kind of, you know, in terms of, you know, putting the, the company's business at, at stake there with, you know, the technology platform. And so they've got so much going on and it's gotten so complex. And so automation is becoming more of an imperative. I, I don't know that that means that it's any easier to do. In fact, it's probably becoming harder and harder. So yeah. I think we wanted to take a look and really just sort of take the temperature, you know, that's out there and sort of see, how do people feel about this topic? Uh, you know, what do they think about it? Like when they think about automation, are they thinking about some of the things that are already being automated or are they trying to think about something new and, and super fancy? Uh, and so we just kind of wanted to see all of those things. And, you know, it didn't dive super deep, you know, as, as is typical for our studies when we it's the first time on a topic. But I think we got a, a good feel for, for how companies are thinking and, and what some of the challenges are out there. 
Yeah, I mean, the way I think about automation, and, and we did a study, oh, and this is many years back, but one of the questions, and it sticks in my mind, was we asked just for a general attitude reaction to the following words. And one was outsourcing, one was offshoring, which actually I haven't heard that word in a really long time. And the other one was automation. And were you did, were there negatives or positives on, on those words? And the, the first two had a lot of negatives. Automation surprisingly did not have as many negatives. People were not flinching who answered those questions. And come to find out in your study here that, you know, this fear, I think when people hear the word automation as it pertains to the workplace, they start to think about losing jobs. And, and you know, you can talk to this, but it looked like from the data that came back, that job displacement was not um, the biggest concern, uh, so to speak, about, you know, about automation in general, which is, um, I think is a good sign. I think that maybe we're going to reach a point where we find a balance between um, automation doesn't mean robots necessarily 100% taking over people's jobs, but it, it will automate tasks that's, that, and then there'll be other things that still require humans. Um, do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think all that's pretty accurate. I, you know, I, I think that we did a kind of word association thing just around automation in this study. And very similar to AI, I think it just was overwhelmingly positive. You know, you've got a very small percentage of people that that when they hear automation, they think about job displacement, or they think of it as a threat. Now, now that's probably based on the sample that we're going to, right? You know, we're going to professional type people, you know, here in the US, you know, meaning white, white collar people, both on the business side and the technical side. Right. You know, I, I think that there is this big media narrative around automation. And I think that some of that is true. If you're thinking broadly about the economy, and you think about those jobs that, you know, are, are very, very simple, and, and they can be automated with robotics or something like that. I think in the IT world, that's maybe not ever been the case, right? I think, you know, in, in the IT world, people are maybe a little bit more prone to, to always be building their skills and, and always be thinking about IT technology as a platform that you can build on and, and you can build productivity. So if you're automating, that's only giving the platform more power. Uh, I think that's the feel that we get. And I, I think a lot of that holds true in the technology space. I think, you know, if, if you're being very general about it, you know, the word automation, you know, for a factory worker or something like that, you know, can can mean a bad thing. But I think in mm -hmm. in the technology world, in the high tech world, um, this maybe there's maybe more potential than there is threat. Uh, and and I think that holds true across a lot of the studies that we've done, whether it's cloud computing or or automation or BYOD or or even using partners. I, I think very few companies are, are thinking about their technology as like a zero sum game, right? It's it's right. not we want to do this thing so that we can, you know, get rid of some workers. It's like we want to do this thing and still keep our workers so that they can do something else and just keep growing our technology capability. Yeah, I'd agree. It's sort of akin, and I mean, you can decide whether you think this is a good analogy, but um, to companies using third parties like an MSP um, to outsource to them for some of their needs, and most of those would be some of the more baseline needs, the help desk and things of that sort. But what it does is doesn't it doesn't eliminate 
their IT department, what it does is elevate them to be able to work on more strategic type projects and and things that um, that the outside source would not be able to tackle. So I think I think there's definitely some connection there. Um, one of the things, though, to be a little bit of a contrarian, a little devil's advocate, is some of the things in IT that we automate are really software related, right? So marketing automation, CRM, uh, all customer service, how we automate those things. And um, along the way, we're collecting a ton of data and doing so. And sometimes I think that we are getting stuck in our heads about how to analyze that data. And my big question is, uh, by automating a lot of these processes, uh, are we seeing returns? Are we seeing anything either from a financial standpoint? Are we saving money, making money? Um, because I think that that is kind of an unanswered question at this point. I, you know, I guess the way that I would put it is I think automation, maybe more than any of the other trends that we talk about, is easier said than done, uh, especially at the level that we're talking about today. So especially if we have reached kind of a step function in the types of things that we're trying to automate or the scope of what we're trying to automate, the biggest challenge that companies cited in our study is connecting all the systems in order to make automation happen because there are so many systems today. You know, we're not just talking about like building a macro in Excel so that you can automate some number crunching. You know, that's still a form of automation. Uh, and many people might not think of that as automation anymore because their eyes are set on the future. But, I, you know, I think that this new form of automation is just really complex. You know, you're, you're trying to cut through the complexity of your IT architecture. You're trying to cut through the complexity of all of these security breaches coming at you. But in order to do that, it's it's a big challenge. And and so I think companies, you know, want to do it, but it just it requires deeper skill than you know what they have on board or what they have available through their partners. Um, and, and it also requires behavioral change, right? And, and we've seen that time and time again with technology trends that you can bring in the technology easily enough, you know, and plug it in and stand it up and test it. And yep, it all works. And then you get, you put the people in there to try to, to get it to work and, you know, it doesn't yeah. go so good. So, you know, I, I think that automation is going to continue to be kind of this, you know, ephemeral thing that, you know, people are chasing for a long time. And, you know, to your point about, is it making any money or is it, is it, you know, is it affecting the bottom line? That's that in and of itself is a really big challenge for a lot of IT departments today. Cause we, we've talked a lot before about this transition they're having to make from being a cost center where they just kind of have to keep their costs down to, to proving out the ROI and then putting that in business terms. And, and I think that automation is a great example of, needing to do that in order to understand why you would make the, the big investment that it's going to take to do this. I agree. And um, you mentioned cybersecurity, the whole security area. So I was started to think a little bit about where in our industry and in the technology you know, um, realm, where automation may be the most beneficial. And I was struck because I think you know, cybersecurity may be one of those areas. And uh, maybe we have MJ, our friend, come on and talk a little bit about that. But just being able to um, to get in front of threats, 
um, before they happen and maybe and if some sort of automated tools are better than humans in doing that I don't know um, I'll defer to your expertise in these areas but you know we had a really bad security threat uh, security breach over the weekend or like last couple of days um, and we've talked about this on the podcast before about um, MSPs being breached and and, and this was a bit a, a bad one um, but I'm wondering so my bigger question is, when you think about automation in our world, um, what are the kinds of use cases do you see it most, you know, beneficial beneficial for? And I would think cybersecurity is one of them. Yeah, it leads leads the pack, you know, according to to the data that we pulled, uh, it's the top use case. And and I should say the the top use case is detecting potential cybersecurity incidents, not necessarily responding to them, right? And so. So I think it's one thing to to set up the automation, you know, and and the things that are watching the network, and and to be able to flag, you know, any anomalous behavior. But then, what do you do about it? And and you could, you know, try to automate some of those things as well. Yeah. But then it becomes a little a little trickier. I think you know, detecting anomalies. Uh, I, I don't want to say that it's you know uh, easy, but you know it's that's kind of one one piece of it is okay. This looks like an anomaly in this one and this one, but then you've got to be able to sift through those. And if you're wanting to automate that, now you've got to train you know the software to kind of say this one is, this one isn't. You know, here's what you do, uh, and I think that's much more of a challenge. You know, it's it's a little easier to just always say, hey, I think I've got a red flag here. Um, but I think that's the biggest one. You know, we see a lot of automation in help desk too, um, yeah. in terms of like routing tickets uh, or even maybe allowing for self-service, um, like password reset is something that all of us, you know, do in, in the consumer space automatically, right? You know, you just go and you re request a link and you get a new password reset. But in corporate world, that has typically had a human touch, right? You typically have to go to the IT guys and say like, hey, um, can yep. you reset my password? Um, so that, you know, is is an example of something that like, if you can work through whatever kind of, you know, corporate mechanics and, and safety measures or whatever that you would need, then that's probably a big thing that comes off of the help desk plate. And now they can put that effort more into driving customer experience or something like that. Yeah, I like this whole idea of it not being a replacement strategy, but more of a, uh, I, I don't know the right word for it, but um, we're spreading the wealth here and, um, and and there are tasks and and things that can be best done through automation and, or they augment what the human is doing. And then the, you know, those who are um, working for your company can be doing different things that might elevate, you know, your firm in terms of revenue, profit, innovation, those sorts of things. So um, I'm going with automation is not a bad thing. And uh, I know we're going to, this is all like science fiction. We've been talking about this stuff for a long, long time and and, and what it could potentially do. Um, but I think the jury's out right now. I, re I really do. And I'm going with, this is going to be something that uh, helps the American worker, corporation, company, whatever you want to say. And uh so there I am being an yeah, I think I think a lot of IT workers, <laughs> I think a lot of IT workers would agree with you. Right? You know, I think if we talk to actually, you know, the people that are, you know, in in the server rooms or at their terminals, you know, doing the work, yeah. I think they want to automate things. Like another primary example of automation is configuring virtual servers, which wow. a lot of people have been doing for a long time in their data center as they've been virtualizing their data center. And that whole activity is 
kind of ramping up now in the cloud world, right? Where if you're using more and more cloud architecture, you want to have that stuff automated and you want to be looking for workloads that are, you know, maybe spinning out of control. You want to be able to spin up machines, you know, as needed if a workload is growing in a way that it's supposed to be growing. Uh, and so if you're a server admin, you don't want to be, you know, sitting all day, you know, clicking away and doing those things. You want the system to kind of take care of itself so that you can do bigger things and you can do more strategic things and you can be thinking about like how you help the company rather than just keeping the lights on. Right. I can think of a million things that I would love to have automated during my entire life, you know? <laughs> I want to automate my drive out to Seattle. So. <laughs> I was like thinking, I want to automate raising my kids in some way, like just parts of it, you know, and, uh, and, and different tasks. So I, I think I'm, like I said, I'm going on the side of, of optimistic that this isn't some dystopian nightmare that the American worker is going to lose their job. So uh, I'm good with that. And I think you are hundred percent on point when you say there are lots of IT workers out there that they have a, a whole boatload of tasks that they will eat to be happy to hand off to some sort of automation tool. Yeah. 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 And so the, the last thing that I would say is just kind of how do they do that? Right. What, what skills are we talking about? What's needed here? And, yeah. you know, we, we saw companies saying that they, they felt like they needed, significantly more skill in some of their existing roles, but we didn't see them saying that they were planning on doing a lot of hiring. So what that says to me is that there aren't brand new skills out there. It's just kind of more of the same, more depth is needed, right? And so if you think about like that server admin that I was just talking about, you know, they, they might know again, how to automate, you know, their, their virtual data center but then when they start using cloud providers and when you start pulling in software as a service, you know, on top of your infrastructure as a service, and you've got a lot of different components that you didn't used to have, then your knowledge has to go deeper on how to connect all of those things. And mm -hmm. I think that's this, that's true, whether you're an internal IT department or an outside MSP, you know, whatever you used to know to just stand up a system, you probably have to dive deeper in order to automate it. Yeah, it sounds like there's a large opportunity for training, obviously, but just just incremental professional development, it sounds like, to um, get people just a step above. But like you said, it doesn't ne necessarily mean we have to hire a new army of people with a certain skill, but that the people that you already have with you, um, you can train up. Right, right. So... So yeah, I think that I think that pretty well wraps it up. Uh, there's there's slides out on SlideShare, and I'll post a link to, to that in the show notes if people want to see you know all the data for themselves. Uh, and it was it was a good one to look into, I think, and kind of just set a baseline on what are we talking about when we talk about automation. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know the year over year type data as we go into the future and automation becomes more prevalent. Uh, it'll be good to um, take a look at how things change, attitudes change, how companies operate change. Um, so I think these kind of uh, tracker type studies that we've been doing are are good. They give people some good information, solid information. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, my friend, I guess uh, you're going to be gone again next week. So, you know, who yeah. are you? Uh, Leaving you on your own again. And then are you are you gone? Like when I get back, when are you leaving? I have a vacation in uh, August 7th to the 14th. Okay. So. Uh, so right after our channel con virtual event, I'm then on, on break for a week in Maine again. 
seems to be yeah. the only place they go lately um, since this pandemic hit. And uh, hopefully the weather will be a hell of a lot better than it was this past weekend. But um, we should have a little overlap time so I can see you again. Good. You know, we'll probably have to do another volley in between. I'm sure, I'm sure we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was good to see you. Have a safe travel. Okay, thanks. Take care. Yep, bye.